0: Welcome back, everybody, to another Eat, Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy.
1: I'm Robert Philpott.
0: And Steve Wilson. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, we were burying pizza here and saying that, that the pizza restaurants were closing, uh, like one of the Mellow Mushroom locations, Rockwood fired, and now we have to, it's pizza pizza explosion, and I have to say, these are great times for pizza. We're getting better pizza all over Fort Worth.
1: And, you know, pizza's a, a weird thing. We, we do our burger bracket every other year. And we talked about doing a pizza bracket and it's hard to find a pizza that will is a universal pizza because you've got the New York pizza, you've got the Neapolitan pizza, you've got these fancier pizzas, you got the deep dish pizza. Um, But I think what we're talking about here is you've got two new places that are sort of old school, thin crust and two other places that are, more fancy gourmet experimental type pizzas. So let's talk about the old school
0: first. Well, uh, the, uh, you know, yesterday, back to back, I went and tried the new Grimaldi's at Clear Fork. Grimaldi's is one of the best of all the pizza chains. Uh, the Grimaldi family, uh, uh, the Grimaldi's in Brooklyn, under the Brooklyn Bridge, opened about 30 years ago. They started spreading it out. It's it's a, a coal-fired oven pizza uh, with a little bit of a char, but it's not it's not a Neapolitan-style pizza. It's a it's a crisp pizza with, with a, a, a wood charred crust. It's really a popular chain and it gets high ratings from everybody. And so there, um, so, you know, and I had a $20 pizza there. It was a uh, chicken and basil with a, um, a vodka cream sauce. And, you know, Grimaldi is the kind of place you'll go with a family. You'll have a bunch of glasses of wine. You'll have, split a couple of pizzas. Everybody will have a big time. It'll be $50 and it's great. Well, then I went to Efratelli. On Eighth Avenue, which is the new location of the Dallas-based chain, this was 30 years ago. This was one of the Campisi cousins that opened Di Fratelli, so they had the same rectangular Sicilian pizza. I had a, a uh, their little lunch; they call it a slice, but it's really a piece of pizza that's about the size of a, of an iPad, and it's a and that was seven dollars for chicken and basil, and it was on a, a bianco with a bianco sauce, and that was awfully good too. So we really have uh, pizza coming in like. Uh, all price ranges and for all occasions it's like you could have the big night out pizza or you can have the grab the quick and cheap pizza but so grimaldi's is open in clear fork in fort worth right next to amerino the gelato shop and finally there's an e fratelli in fort worth. there's always been one in keller and south lake and grapevine but finally there's one in fort worth on 8th avenue south of park place so that's Two thin crust old school pizzas. They were both pretty good, Robert. Gr-
1: Grimaldi's kind of uh, jumped the gun on us because they had given us an official opening date of uh, December 15th. And I was told by the publicist that this is a soft opening, for, but from what Bud tells me, it's wide open.
0: Well, the, the servers are there waiting on you and they'd like to be tipped. So,
2: I, I went there last night Nate, and ate in uh, Grimaldi's and uh, it was packed. And uh, they, the table next to me had a little issue with their order. I mean, uh, we got ours fine. Uh, we, they were there before us and when we were leaving that's when their pizza arrived so they had a little issue but but ours came fine uh yeah, tuesday nights apparently is half price wine night half so, price wine and so we had you know i had some wine you know like I, that chose the most expensive wine i had there <laughs> because it was like oh. half price <laughs> such a deal right
1: so grimaldi's uh by the way uh, bud with my uh, <clears throat> encouragement brought some leftovers into the office and the Grimaldi's had cooled a little bit, but it was still good, Yeah, Grum- and the Fratelli was still a little warm, and I, I kind of gave it the edge. But uh, I believe it – is that like an old Mr. Jim's location it's in on 8th Avenue? I think that might
0: be right, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's next to the to a Taqueria there. On Eighth Avenue near Richmond, so it's not it's not necess- It's not close to Magnolia. It's south of Park Place, so it's it's between um, Park Place and Pascal on Eighth Avenue.
1: Then on the other end of the scale, um, we have, uh, and this will tie into something else we're talking about, but uh, Abe Froman of Fort Worth. This is a uh, Fort Worth chef, Victor Villarreal. He's worked at a bunch of places. He's worked at Grace. He's worked at uh, uh, he worked at Sarah. Other places I, I can't remember. I believe this is the first time he's got his own restaurant, um, and he's doing. He did a soft opening that I was not. I don't think any of us were able to attend on uh, Friday inside the uh, our inside the Fort Worth uh, the Crockett Food Hall oh, at like Crockett, Crockett Row. Row. Right. They really make this a mouthful.
0: It, it that it's open. Yeah, it's open. And, it's open. And um, mm-hmm. so, don't wait. It's open.
1: So. Mm-hmm. so Although I wasn't uh, able to go, I did get, uh, there's a menu he posted for his soft, soft opening. And you have the Abe Roman. Abe Froman is named after a gag in Ferris Bueller's Day, day Off, where Ferris gets by a snotty ma- maitre d' in a restaurant by between, by pretending to be Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. So naturally, there's sausage. And the Abe Froman is a sausage stuffed crust uh, with marinara sauce, house-made ricotta, parmesan and here's the unusual touch, pear relish and more uh, sausage. He's very big on unusual touches. He's got a vegetarian pizza that is basically, uh, you know, goat cheese and shallots and and there's blueberries. Um, he's got a calzone that's a pear, mincemeat and ricotta calzone. So, kind of sorry I missed this uh, soft opening because uh, I'm curious about these uh, touches and I've heard good things about it. Have, have you been able to try it, Steve? I
2: haven't been able to try it yet. No, I'm re- really disappointed that he wasn't open for the uh, food hall preview, which we went to.
1: Right. There were there were some problems with uh, <coughs>
2: uh, the gas, gas in the ovens right. in the
1: ovens there, and then and this place is only open right now. Um, Black Cat Pizza, which uh, does some adventurous toppings as well. Right now, it's just a pop up. Um, he does um, Monday evenings. I, he starts; at, They start at 5 o'clock, uh, I believe, until maybe about, around 9 or 10. And this is in the uh, Stir Crazy Baked Goods uh, location on Magnolia Avenue. And um, he also does a late-night pop-up starting at 11 o'clock on Friday nights.
0: Now, are these Neapolitan? Or are they They're thicker crisp? than Neapolitan. Thicker than Neapolitan. Very
1: thick crust, especially at Black Cat. Um, I... Don't th- I haven't tried um, the Ape Roman's pizza yet, but with those fillings, I'm guessing it's going to be a thicker crust. It's got to be
0: a thick, heavy pizza. Um, maybe, maybe not a Gino's thickness, yeah. but it's got to well, be. Well, I don't it, think it, you're
1: going to wait 45 minutes like you yeah. do a Geno's for yeah. a pizza. Um, we, you know, Bud mentioned there were a couple of closings, too, pizza-related closings. For yeah. Like Mellow it, Mushroom in, in South Mellow Lake. Mellow
0: Mushroom in South Lake, and then the one in Mainsfield is Retooling.
1: And And
0: the Rockwood fired up at Alliance, and those are places that weren't as good as these. These were like you know middle of the road chain pizza places. But I mean, I'm gonna I'll spend thirty five dollars for a night out at Grimaldi's. I won't spend thirty five dollars for ordinary pizza at at a at a you know kind of mediocre cookie cutter chain.
1: From for me, the Rock was is near the one in Alliance Town Center is near where I live, and you know the call it Rockwood Fired Kitchen. Nothing about that says pizza in the name. It just says wood-fired. And they did have other items on the menu. They had burgers and sandwiches and other items on the menu besides pizza. It was more, it's a Seattle-based chain. And to me, it's more about the gimmick, which is a classic rock fan I kind of liked, which was, it's a classic rock-themed restaurant. You're classic rock on the sound system. There are classic rock lyrics on the booth. When it started in Alliance Town Center, um, and it's in the parking lot of a Kroger, so it's very visible, it the parking lot was full. It was crowded. It was you know, hard to get in. And then over a period of time, there were more and better restaurants opening nearby and less and less interest in the place. Um, I'm not even sure we, where the one in Arlington we, we is. We should
0: say that, that both of these companies still have locations here. The Rockwood Fired Kitchen has a large restaurant in Arlington on I-30 where the Trail Dust Steakhouse used to be. So it's on Lamar Boulevard next to Steak and Shake where they tore down trail dust and built from scratch the rock so though and that that rock is still um has you know cars when i drive by and then the mellow mushroom still has a mansfield location that will reopen they're supposedly remodeling that location and they still have the downtown arlington location.
1: and blue bonnet circle
0: and blue bonnet circle of which course, um which is newly
1: yeah newly retooled blue bonnet circle. it actually has parking spaces in the circle now as really Uh, I'm down there every now and then, and it was under construction for months, like watch out for the bottom of your car and your oil pan construction. It was really kind of rough to drive it, but now it's clear and there's parking spaces in the circle. And since there are other restaurants there, there's, uh,
0: Fred's Fred's and, uh, the purple frog.
1: That's I was trying to remember the name of the purple frog. And
0: five dollar burgers on Monday night.
2: Purple frog, And uh,
1: Greenwood and our Taco. <coughs> so it's a little right. little restaurant district that now you can park at.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know Greenwood was like closed for lunch when they were doing that construction because it just really killed uh, trying to get to any of those restaurants.
0: Well, now Blue Bonnet Circle is going to be in good shape again. There's more places to park than ever over there. Okay, so we talked about pizza and, and a little bit of the update on Blue Bonnet Circle, but the real busy part of town that's it's just incredible how this is is lit up and is really starting to take off is South Main Village.
1: And it's it's I and I still feel like it's in its infancy in taking off because there more things are coming there, but um four sisters vietnamese opened there uh officially opened there in november they had a soft opening in in late october but they officially opened and they're doing their grand opening on december 8th if you happen to be listening to this before december 8th um
0: and that's a, a south main that's a shinjuku and tokyo cafe chef who went out on his own he's cooking he says you know food like is like is you know like the family would cook at home so it's, it's vietnamese home cooking
1: and then locust cidery which uh interesting kind of a interesting twisted story here it's like it's based in washington but the guys who found it were from fort worth so they brought it to fort worth and they had a grand opening in november um kind of a limited but very good cider menu uh there was about 10 or 11 ciders on the grand opening um the side they there was like a i think my wife liked the the dark cherry which was not too tart but not too sweet also they had like a chai Uh, i'm a big chai fan so they had a chai cider that i liked. um that the grand opening was was pretty packed it's been a little mellow since but and then just uh at the very end of november crude craft coffee bar opened on um on south main next to um, next to jesus next to jesus family Family restaurant Restaurant. um trying to call up a photo of their menu here
0: well, and and I was going to say, Locust Cider is at seven ten South Main, and to me, Robert, that's that's what it looked like. The, that. You Finally, had some critical mass is when Locust Cider opened because that's when you drive down the street. There'd be cars, there'd be people milling around, there were food trucks around serving people in Locust Cider. And so that's when I think all the businesses started picking
1: and up. And all, all these places are really, um, a, close cidery, to each other. a
0: cidery is good. That's yeah. good. That's a good place to go hang
1: out. So, the cidery, um, it's kind of a no frills tap room, um, but uh, it's it's a good place to hang out. You walk about two blocks and you're at, um, um, crude craft coffee bar, which has a, if you look at the, the, the permanent menu, it's what you expect. It's, you know, basically, you know, espressos, lattes, mochas, etc. But then they have the fall winter specialty drinks. Um, I took a picture of the menu. It was, went there around noon on Sunday and it was packed. Um, one of the, the drinks that I have not had that really intrigues me is something called the gra- the cranberries. It's a uh, $6 drink. Grenadine, cranberry juice, cold brew concentrate, topped off with root beer, served over ice and topped with fresh cranberries and a rosemary sprig. Well, so, wait a minute! For
0: six dollars, I can have a whole enchilada plate at Jesus Restaurant next door, and, uh, and that's what's interests you. So so yeah, I, you know, so I'm under. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm always curious <laughs> about these weird things. Okay, so, so we've know. got
0: Euro coffee at, I, next door to Tex-Mex enchiladas. And home cooking. But they
1: did have the Mexican hot chocolate there, which was excellent. And it was three seventy five. dollars 75
0: well, Everybody says Crude's really great. I'm not made to Boca Fun. Everybody says that Crude is maybe the best coffee place we've had since Boca opened. Well, but it's interesting. People are thrilled.
1: I, I think there's we, we're talking about a pizza explosion, but there's been over the past couple of years when you take from downtown to South Main to Magnolia... There's been a bit of a coffee explosion. There's a whole there's caffeine a explosion. Vaquero mm-hmm. up in um, the north end of Which downtown. Which is excellent. Vaquero Sons of by Liberty the courthouses. On, Sons of Liberty on Lancaster. Yeah. Um, there's a little longer running place right across from the Star-Telegram, uh, Casablanca coffee that a lot of us like here. Um, and Starbucks. Um, and uh, there's a – and then – we have a crude craft coffee bar, and then you have Brewed and uh, Avoca on Magnolia, and I think I'm leaving somebody out.
0: Well, I mean, and before we get away from South Main, too, I want to mention, uh, I mean, I do think the the business has really changed uh, Jesus' restaurant. They took the bars off the, the windows, and they've, uh, they've redone Jesus. And, you know, it says Jesus' barbecue, but don't go for the barbecue. Go for the Tex-Mex enchiladas or go for the onion rings and the fried chicken something like that. So they've, they've picked up business from around the other places on South Main. morning pouring glory is just a block off South Main, and pouring and glory has been doing their burgers over there for a couple of years. And then on, uh, on Luda three Danes bakery is in the three Danes bed and breakfast. But the, um, the three Danes bakery is, you know, Danish strudel Danish d- uh, desserts and pastries. And I believe they're open on Saturday mornings to the public and the, uh, you know, gosh, they had their, their holiday pre-order the other day and the line was out the door and down Luda around the corner to, to pre-order the Danish pastries course, at if three you've been Danes.
1: in the door at three Danes. There's not a lot of room inside. Right. Um, so the line is going to go, but, uh, that, that's a, that's a pretty good line to go around the block or yeah. down the block. Yeah,
0: no, they, they had a, a great like weekend, like a, a holiday open house at three Danes. Um, other news of the week, uh, the, 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 we, we talked, you talked about the food hall is open. The Crockett Street Food Hall is open. So now, and and, and Robert, I'll just say, I went over there and poke my head in, and I think they should have called it the, the Crockett Street Food Barn. I think it's the, uh, I, th- I think it has a feeling like a cattle barn with food stalls in it. And I think it's going to be a great little hangout. It's
1: well, a comfy place. Well, when I, when I went there, when we did the, the, the preview, it was it was hard to judge because, uh, you know, we talked about this on an earlier podcast, but um, the Legacy Food Hall in Plano is on a weekend, it's hard to move in the place. It's so um crowded. This place felt a little. It's smaller than Legacy Food Hall, and it felt a little more spacious. But we saw it on a preview where it wouldn't be to the full extent, like you're going to see it on a Saturday afternoon. And I, I'm curious about the traffic flow in it. And they're doing their grand opening on December seventh and eighth. Mm-hmm. So that's a Friday and a Saturday.
2: Yes. Yeah, then you know, actually, I, now that I think about it, there was a lot of stalls, but I didn't really see a lot of seating. Are, are you supposed to kind of stand and eat, or?
1: That, that's true. There is not a lot of seating there. Mm-hmm. It's all by the bar. Uh-huh. And uh, um, we ate at uh-huh. the bar, right. but, but again, it was not a full house. It was a preview, mm-hmm. so there mm-hmm. was you know, an invitation thing, so you're not seeing what it's going to be like when it's fully in action. Well,
0: that's mm-hmm. one of the weird things. I mean, it seems like the rest of it is all you're supposed to come and um, pick up everybody else's food and then come drink John Tesar's booze at the bar. and, and uh, So it seems to be very Tezar-centric.
1: Yeah, well, that, and he, he co-owns the bar. He mm-hmm. doesn't go on the, the place, but he does go on the bar.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, speaking of coffee, there is a new coffee bar on Gold, Golden Triangle in Keller called Axiom Coffee. It is about as basic as you can get. Um, but uh, they're very friendly people, and they have a nice mission where they're helping out. Um, they, they use beans from Honduras, and uh, it will become more, more elaborate than I'm explaining here, but... Essentially, the part of the sales goes to help uh, single mothers and uh, children in uh, Honduras. It, uh, they, the, the coffee roaster employs single mothers, and uh, they also help, um, like, underprivileged and orphaned children there. So there's a mission there, very nice people, straightforward menu. You're not going to get a, a root beer cold brew drink there, but um, you are going to get a good latte, and you're going to get a good chai and good Good mochas there, and it's a surprisingly big space for where it is. You know, it's in in Golden Triangle between um, Beach and uh, Old Denton Road, um, which is a two-lane stretch. Um, It's got a nice, spacious front room, nice, spacious back room, and a bit of a a patio out there. My there is another place my wife stumbled on this online on Sunday called Falafel House, which H A U S, which is a strange way to spell house when you're doing falafels. Tiny place, and I believe it's in an old subway at um, um, North Tarrant um, Parkway and Davis on the southwest corner. Um, very basic menu. You choose whether you want a bowl or a wrap. You choose whether you want falafel or chicken. You choose your toppings. You choose your uh, your sauce. You choose your spread. They had a couple of hummuses and baba ghanoush. Um, another small place that was absolutely full on a Sunday afternoon um and appeared very popular they also have a cool little grocery store section of the of the store and where is that again it's on it's on north turn parkway in north richland hills um on the southwest corner of the northwest and davis if you're familiar with another coffee bar out there, kindred coffee bar it's in the same parking lot
0: oh okay that little and i never get by there very very close
1: to where the new alamo draft house is going to be and the, the construction is uh Quite a bit along on the Alamo pick it up on Alamo okay and um, a couple of places that haven't quite opened yet um, we do we did get a date from Los Cajun in Keller um, which is on Keller Parkway there's
0: one already in Mansfield
1: yeah and uh, there they gave us a they're, they're, they gave us the official opening date of December 10th okay uh, dwell coffee and biscuits near TCU was going to try to open in november he said he didn't quite make it because of some construction problems he shouldn't open until
0: january the students are gone
1: yeah so i'm i wouldn't be surprised if he opens in january but he may be opening in december
0: okay Uh, other i mean obviously christmas is coming up Uh, if you haven't made reservations you need to make them now most of the prime steakhouses are open a couple of the other uh Uh, Family restaurants are are open that that serve on the holidays, but not nearly as many as on Thanksgiving. So if you need a booking, uh, go ahead and and, uh, get your reservations. And here's my public service announcement. I found the tamale hookup for Christmas. I went and checked out Rodriguez Foods on 28th Indicator just to be sure. Rodriguez Foods is a commercial tamale seller, and they only sell to restaurants except for the three weeks before Christmas. So starting the second week of December, They're selling, and they sell um, pork tamales for $30 a case. Now, that's 10 dozen for $30. And they sell beef tamales for $35 a case. So if you're going around paying $12 or $15 a dozen for tamales, here's a place to get them for $3 a dozen. Get them by the case, either frozen or fresh. It's Rodriguez Foods, Decatur, and 28th. They supply all the tamales if you bought the tamales out of the case at Brahms, the, the beef tamales there are very good. If you want to go try them, go to Brahms and try the beef and the pork. The, the beef are better than the pork. And they also sell the tamales to Alsop's. But uh, if you want a, a whole mess of tamales for your family, Rodriguez is your bargain hookup. Then there's a lot of gourmet tamales that, out there. That's too. a lot of tamales. That's a lot of.
2: <laughs> Rodriguez did of not pay for this, by the way. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. But they, I mean, I don't know of any place else that you can get a... Uh, Less expensive tamale. I'll talk about all the other uh, great uh, the, the the more uh, the I don't I don't want to say more upscale tamale factories. I'll talk about uh, all the the normal ones like Esperanza's and uh, the Arlington folks and everything. Cardona and uh, and, and the, what's the one by AT&T Stadium on Division?
1: Uh. I can't remember now, this Steve, one. I think, one I do, come, factory, yeah, but one I do, does come to factory. Yeah, one that does come to mind is uh, Tommy Tamale. Well, Tommy grapevine.
0: Tamale is great and Grapevine fantastic and Hot damn Tamales in Fort Worth and all the different craft tamale providers. But just for, for inexpensive table tamales, I, I, I thought I'd throw that out. So, uh, and we'll have more of that. We'll have more Christmas talk and tamale talk on the next episode of, uh, of the Eat Speed podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm
1: Robert Philpot.
2: And Steve Wilson. <laughs>